Coming up on this week's podcast, Amazon recalls fire risk power banks, Netflix pulls an Elon Musk. You'll soon get a load of free games with Twitch and Amazon Prime, and we discuss the Black Panther. Shabba! You're listening to the Three Pixels Tech, Gaming, and Movie Podcast, brought to you by Alan Taylor, Martin Gregory, and me, Ben Ridley. Hello and welcome back to the Three Pixels podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. We hope you've enjoyed all the content coming to your ears so far. I've tried a brand new bonus episode. If you haven't listened to that, go back and have a look. And thank you to all you American listeners out there. You guys have been showing us a lot of love. We really appreciate it. We managed to get ourselves into the top podcasts on iTunes right up there at peak number eight, which was fantastic. Um, some other podcasts, uh, which I consider to be really, really big um, podcasts have been around for a very long time. We were, for some reason, above those. So we really appreciate everyone's been listening to it. If you do listen, don't forget to give us a bit of a rating and a review on the podcast app. It really helps us out. And uh, it's just a little something that um, shows us that you guys are enjoying it. And don't forget to tell someone new about the podcast. And um, if you're sitting next to a friend, if you whoever you meet today, just, just let them know that you listen to the Three Pixels podcast and tell them to tune in, tell them to join in with the community. Before we dive into this episode's topics, we're going to go back to the final part of Two Truths, One Lie. And at this time, it is Martin's turn. Okay, my free, uh, my first one is when I was around four or five, I weed in my freezer. My second is when I used to play football for a football team, I won Sports of the Year three times in a row. And my third statement is, I got in a friend uh, a friendly fight with someone and I got their phone and launched it over next door's fence. Okay, I so. like how there's a little story in all of these. Yeah. It really sells. Yeah, they got really? far mate. Far <laughs> What sport were you sportsman? Uh, football. I used to play football uh, from the age of eight till 15. I think that that one's hundred percent truth, I think. Okay. Um I think that the throwing the fence is a lie because I don't know. I like it. Maybe, maybe it's a trait that Martin might have used to have, but I feel like I can't imagine Martin no. getting that angry. Yeah, I agree. So we may be completely misguided, but I think I think I'm going to go for that one. Also, definitely weed in the freezer as a child. I think that happened. Probably hasn't stopped. No, Martin, reveal. You are both right. It is the phone. phone is <laughs> we're alive. good at this. We're very good <laughs> at this. I feel like I have to add context. Or we're bad at that. No, we're just going to leave it there. So uh, let's move on <laughs> to the next, the next topic. Caps lock, preventing logging since 1980. Okay, with that, let's dive straight in with the first topic from the Games Corner. Over to Martin. Well, thank you, Ben, for not letting me explain the rest of the story there. It's all right. Some stories are best left untold. We'll see. I'll get my own back on this. Yeah, we know. You'll soon get a lot of free games on Twitch with Amazon Prime. So my suggestion is make sure you set some time aside to play some of these games. Twitch has routinely given away free games and in-game content to Twitch. Prime subscribers in, in the past. And now they've sort of upped the ante and given out more games. This month is seeing a, a plethora of indie games and I can't help but think maybe as this uh, keeps going through uh, month after month, we'll see some more uh, big game titles, hopefully. I'm not talking about like Call of Duty, like that sort of lot, but I'm more talking about some nice appreciated games throughout the past for sure. How does this work? So the games offered in this manner will be yours to keep permanently. 
Twitch says it will deliver new free games monthly, and it's confirmed with GameStop that it will be an ongoing program. So these are some of the games you can get on the 15th of March up until April 1st. That is Super Hot, Shadow Tactics, Tales from Candlekeep, Oxenfree, and Mr. Shifty. So has either of you both got an Amazon Prime or a Twitch account? Ben? I'm an avid Amazon user. So yeah, Prime is something I make good use of. I'm getting deeper into the Amazon ecosystem all the time. So with Amazon Prime, I'm using uh, the on-demand video service. I'm now using Alexa. I'm using, sorry for anyone's Alexa devices that have just gone off with that. Uh, you're welcome. And uh, I'm also using Twitch as well. Yeah, it's one of the services. I mean, you're paying for Prime, so you might as well make the most out of all the things they offer. So yes, I've linked my accounts and I do use Twitch with Prime. Yeah, I have Amazon Prime, but I don't have Twitch. Do I need Twitch to make use of these games? I guess they go hand in hand. So yeah, you, you would probably need Twitch. And I'm the only one in this room who doesn't have Amazon Prime then. So I'm going to be missing out on these, on these good deals, I believe. Well, I mean, I think Amazon Prime is getting such a good deal for most people. I mean, if you're someone who orders quite a few things off Amazon, the free delivery, I, I think, makes it up alone, the price of it per year. And they often do deals on it and often at quite a discounted rate. So the more things they're throwing in, I'm wondering, like, is there going to be a point where the price is just going to have to shoot up to cope with all the things they're adding in? Because you are getting a lot, really. I mean, if you add up what a Netflix subscription costs you a year and compare it to an Amazon Prime subscription that gets you the video content, that gets you the delivery, now getting you some games as well, I think it's quite a good deal. And I don't understand how this is working in any business terms for Amazon. I think it does generate a lot of popularity, really. And I think in the long term, that people will flock to it. A good example here is the WWE Network. Originally, for pay-per-views, you'd have to pay, I think it was like £40 in the UK and more in the US. And with the WWE Network, you could get it for 9 99 And originally, they were taking massive losses, like on their annual checkup reviews and stuff. They were saying, we're losing a lot of money. And it took about two and a half years for this to finally work. And people just flocked to it. And now they're making more money than ever. I think this is one of those sort of schemes where it's going to take a while, but I think in the long haul, it's definitely going to be worth it. Okay, to finish up, I'm just going to run down some games that are coming out for the rest of March. So on the 20th of March, you've got Assassin's Creed Rogue Remastered, as well as a new game called Attack on Titan 2. I've never played the first one, but I know it has a lot of fan base behind, especially like the uh, anime series that's going on. On March 27th, Far Cry 5 releases, as well as MLB, the show 18. So those are my picks that I'm quite excited for, or games that I feel like have a lot of attraction to it right now. Far Cry 5, very much looking forward to. I'm going to be honest, wasn't that interesting in Far Cry 4, even though I did play a little bit of it. But uh, yeah, the premise of Far Cry 5, I'm pretty excited for. Alan, I think you are too, right? Yeah, I mean, it's... The premise only. I'm yeah. pretty done with the Ubisoft style of uh, climb towers, yeah. find side missions, collect things. I'm I'm honestly done with it. But, you know, the whole Montana cult, you know, I, th- I think you're hunting down these cult leaders in North America. And I don't know, I feel like that's quite an interesting turn because usually Far Cry set in these not quite third world countries and you're fighting dictatorships and that sort of thing and bringing it to america brings a a, a brand new texture to it i think 
Definitely, yeah. It, it's, it's a breath of fresh air taking it into that setting. And honestly, not a move I was expecting them to do with the Far Cry series. It's a, it's a, it's a bit of a different game, I think. And that's why uh, it, it's it's appealing. It's it's new. It's something different. It's actually a game that I haven't followed much of since Far Cry 3, to be honest. And they... They were the ones who made Primal as well, was another game series. And that really just derailed anything I, I had for it left. I remember actually watching the uh, release trailer and just going, I can't see anyone playing this game. And, and I'm sorry if you have in this room. I just see Alan like, oh, yeah, that had, I had no interest in that. And I don't want to slate Ubisoft too much here, but it's one of those games I'm now just sort of trying to avoid this sort of series. Another one is the Assassin's Creed Rogue Remastered. And I didn't even know there was a Rogue. I'll be quite honest. I, I've lost track in the Assassin's Creed series. There's, there's been so many that I've given up trying to keep count. Alan, I know that you play it quite a bit. Well, <laughs> I fell off a long time ago, but Rogue definitely was buried with Unity. I mean, as flawed as Unity was, it did come out on the newer platforms, whereas Rogue came out at the same time. And why would anyone have played it when Unity came out at the same time and everyone would have bought the new one? So what did you say there? remastering it for the latest platforms yeah so that ps4 and xbox and one that i know youtube probably will not buy to be honest um, and that'll be the mlb the show 18 i've watched a lot of youtubers play this game and i'll be honest every time i watch sort of these sports video games i get hooked into buying them and go why did i buy that like um, a good example is the nhl series i've bought the last previous two installments and i'm like I don't even watch hockey that much, you know? So why have I bought this? What I have seen of the MLB The Show 18, it's quite interesting. Will I be buying it? I'm going to say no, but we all know what's going to happen in, in the long term. Absolutely. And, and I'll be quite honest, it's, um, MLB The Show uh, series has done very well for itself, I'd say, as well as, in all retrospect, it's sort of breathed new life into people who probably think like me, who probably don't really watch baseball, but will probably still buy the game just... Just why not? So what draws you into these games, these sports games? See, I'm, I'm a massive sport lover, to be honest. Real sport, real life sports. Real life sports, not esports as much, which I will be talking about later on oh. in, in the coming weeks. So it doesn't bother you that every year it seems, I mean, it seems to me to be very formulaic. It seems to be the same thing, but it looks better. Like, are they bringing new things to the table every year to draw you in? Or are you just drawn in purely by this sense of competition? Well, I'm glad you talked about this, Alan, because um, in the next episode, I have lined up something about sports games and, and remastering. Oh, so ooh. I look forward to it. So uh, we'll pick each other's brains later on in a future podcast. Okay, well, I'll talk to you about it next week then. Stay tuned for that. So that's all for the Game Corner this week. Thank you very much. And I'll hand it back over to Ben. Thank you very much, Martin. It's been a great Game Corner for this episode. Now let's head straight over into this week's Tech Corner. Jumping straight into our first article of this week, we're talking about Amazon and their recalling of power packs in UK, Europe, and the US. Yes, if you are owner of Amazon's own brand power bank chargers, you should definitely have received contact by the firm telling you to stop using them. If you haven't, then thank God you're listening to this, right? A recall covering six models of the Amazon Basics branded product was announced in the US and Canada very recently. A notice posted by the US Consumer Product Safety Commission, or CPSC, warned packs could overheat and ignite, posing fire and burn hazards. Yes, this is really, really crucial here. 
So as far as we understand, the UK and other European countries are also affected. Amazon has received more than 50 complaints of overheating power banks in North America ahead of the move. These included one report of a user suffering chemical burns after coming into contact with battery acid. According to CPCS, the devices had been manufactured by the Guanzhuang Electric Company. Probably screwed that up. The watchdog added that about 260,000 units had been sold in the US alone. So if you have a device, we'll put a link in the description of this episode for you to go and click. There are some model numbers listed for you. We're not going to go over them all, um, but they're all beginning with B00L and 00Z. A spokesperson for Amazon was unable to see how many products have been sold in the UK. The purchasers has been sent Amazon emails asking them to cease using the product and requesting that they click on a link to let them know if they still have one in the possession so they can advise them how to dispose of it safely. So this is a big mess up for Amazon, really. Uh, this is pretty serious. Um, Lithium-ion batteries are very, very serious things and, and should definitely be taken with extreme caution as we are heavily requiring their use in all our smart devices and in the battery banks that we now use to make sure that they're topped up. You know, it wasn't that long ago, really, in, in technology terms, that Samsung had their big problems with the Note exploding due to the lithium-ion battery, and now Amazon are having use here. I'm really, really wanting a big change in, in battery technology. There needs to be an even greater push in moving to safer battery technology because as we're demanding more from this technology, we're stretching the limitations of the design and uh, and the, the product as a whole. And we're seeing that in some, some products. And this is just another case sample here. It's really, really worrying. Like you said, this has become a, a bit of a common theme that's been going around, like you said, with the phone and now the batteries. It just feels like it's anything safe. And you, also, what, what happened to all these safeguard regulations when they were all pack tested? It just seems like, from my point of view, from the outside looking in, it just feels like, do they even care? I mean, I don't think it's a case of them not caring. I mean, we've had lithium-ion batteries now since, what, the 80s? Yeah. And we're expecting more and more out of these batteries. We're trying to get as much as we can out of them. We must be reaching a breaking point. We must be reaching their threshold. So it's no wonder. I mean, I think we should take the sign of all of these combustions to look at new technology, new batteries that, that we need. There are definitely other ways to do it. Apple have been very concerned about the way that these things are going, which is one of the reasons why analysts think Apple have been quite reserved in battery life. People have been really pushing for Apple to give better and better battery life, where they've kind of tried to get the best they can out of software tweaks rather than trying to put bigger and better batteries in it. Because the problem is at the moment is the, the battery technology is trying to catch up, but the, the, we're stretching lithium-ion batteries as much as we can. And it, it's a chemical reaction inside there. And if we, if we push it too far, that chemical reaction goes in a bad way and, and can go in a bad way very quickly without any notice. You know, it just starts to heat up and before you know it, it's catching fire and causing all kinds of mayhem. So yeah, we're really at the limit here. And, and, and as people are using their phones more and more, they're demanding more out of them. And then they're buying bigger and bigger batteries to charge them for longer. And they want batteries that not only are going to charge their, their phones, are going to charge their watches at the same time. And even some that power laptops and give an extra battery boost to that. And it's just like, whoa, whoa, guys, you know, how far can we stretch this? So yeah, I, I, if, you're, if you're a tech company out there working in batteries, I really, really empower and support you to move everything forward because 
yeah, we could keep going down this road for so long. And I feel like we're already on the uh, past the do not cross sign. We're, we're, we're about the, off the edge of the cliff. And yeah, as much as I completely like echo that, Martin's point of safety and testing should not be ignored either. I mean, we are, they are still selling this to the public. And yeah, it needs to be tested. We can't really receive these items, these technologies that are dangerous. I mean, I'm not surprised that they do combust, but I wish I could feel safer with the technology I'm keeping in my pocket. Just to finish off a point here, you said that one suffered an acid attack. Like, how many more serious injuries do we need to, to someone actually starts developing this technology? Yes, uh, Apple is very reluctant, and I, and I support that um, very much, but not every other company will. They'll push it to the limit. And, and, and again, like, a, like what you echoed, I feel like we're not actually at the cliff edge we're already free falling off the cliff. It's very difficult because uh, you know people have expectations, demands at their devices to do more and more, and the companies want to meet those demands at any cost. It seems. All I'm going to say here is, is to wrap up. If you've bought a charger off Amazon, a battery bank, double check what it is. Is it an Amazon one? Is it a different company one? And if it's an Amazon one, own brand, definitely research to make sure that it's okay, because you know this thing could be something that you've got in your house at night you know it could it could it could explode in the middle of the night and, and cause all kinds of mayhem before you've even realized to continue listening to the podcast enter any 11 digit prime number after the beep beep a few episodes back we talked about elon musk and the space launches launching a tesla vehicle up into space for a branding style look at me i'm elon musk show off piece. Anyway, Netflix have decided they want to pull what is being called an Elon Musk. Yeah, this is now a coined phrase. Netflix is one of the biggest streaming companies in the world in 200 countries, but it's this time thinking outside the box and wanting to go even bigger than that, letting its content into space for the first time. Inspired, as we said, by Elon Musk and their SpaceX launches, Netflix employees figured out how to watch the streaming service videos in space. Netflix hosts generally a series of hack days that let employees knock off work to create fun experiments and test unusual projects within 24 hours. One of the hack day 2018 teams sent Netflix high into the air on board a meteorological balloon. The helium-filled balloon got into an altitude of 115,000 feet or 35,000 meters, which isn't exactly a trip into space, but is high enough to see the Earth's curvature and the darkness beyond. So, you know, we'll kind of count that in some way. Netflix team downloaded video content onto an iPhone and sent it up with a GoPro camera to watch the screen and catch the view of the Earth below. The system included heaters to keep the batteries functioning in the cold and gear for tracking the GPS location, temperature, pressure and altitude during the flight. The team tucked the whole kit into a styrofoam cooler with a window. The viewing experience obviously wasn't ideal, but Netflix video shows a fuzzy portion of the Star Trek Discovery episode playing on an iPhone and you can actually see ice crystals behind the iPhone, which is pretty cool. Apparently, Netflix did get assist with the weather balloon from the Stanford Student Space Initiative, which regularly launches high altitude balloons that can stay aloft for up to five hours, which still is enough time to watch a whole Netflix series, but enough to get some content up out there. Although this Hack Day project wasn't set to achieve the same level of infamy as Musk's launches with the Tesla going into space, but it shows how SpaceX is inspiring others to get a little nutty with their own space stunts. We've previously discussed in the podcast how we feel that this thing that Musk has done 
is going to launch other people to want to do things similar and to, to be a bit more, what I'm going to say, unresponsible with what they put into space. Is this a bad sign, guys? Is this is this going to be a thing now? Is every company going to want to do that? And are we going to have a massive pollution of space problem on our hands? Well, I don't think this is a problem in the same way. They've not launched any physical objects into space. It's just signals, right? I mean, they sent the balloon up, but it, I presume it came back down. This is one step, you know, to the next thing. What are they going to do next? They've done this. They want to push the boat next time. What are they going to do? Of course, but it's going to have this going to be the, you know, the trickle down effect where if they have such a strong signal, we're all going to benefit from it. They're going to, you know, find ways of getting this to us, a much stronger signal to us. You know, they didn't stream it. It was downloaded on the phone on because with Netflix, you can download shows to watch offline. So what were they testing? They just they sent a phone up playing Netflix on its screen into space. Oh, so is it a test of the phone? No, it's just them saying that they've played Netflix in space. That is it. And that's what I'm that's my big problem with this is that it's it's just them doing it because they can and what other companies are just going to do this thing launch stuff into space because they can. This is what I'm trying to wrap my head around right now. See, Adam was struggling to see the benefit of it and and so am I. That's what it came across as. I understand that they want to take the George Mallory approach of because it is there. But when when does it start harming the environment? It just seems pointless. And where does it stop? Because like you said, okay, now Netflix has done it. Well, probably one of their rivals is going, well, we want to get signals from the moon. That's what's going to be the next thing. And then it's going to be like, oh, well, we can put a person on there to watch, I don't know, Tom Hanks's latest film up there or something. It's just not going to end. And, and almost it just seems like a pointless drive, to be honest. Focus on giving us better signal down here and then take it to space. Because I'll be quite honest, I'm getting sick of going to a small village outside of Banbury and not getting a single bar of reception or internet. Please, sort that out first. Get your priorities straight. Tune in next week for more Real World Matters with Martin. <laughs> These are so first world problems, aren't they? Like, um, um, there's, there's definitely more things to, to rant about this, but I just think it's pointless. What's the point? It's a marketing scheme. It's, it's advertisement. It's. I, I know. I mean, Netflix has the money to advertise how they want. And, yeah, I'm sure plenty of other places or other, other companies will do the same. Space is cool at the minute. People are going to use that to try and make money you know obviously the moon that that big thing in, in this in the sky right <laughs> all i can think is one day it'll be red and all of a sudden you just see a coca-cola advert just across don't you joke about that but that is the future that's probably going to end up coming you know we're, we're, we're heading that way I, I want profits from coca-cola and other coke related brands if that does happen i want a bit of a, a bit of a cut because that is my idea and, and we've heard it here first. And you'll be hated by the world. <laughs> Maybe. Forever. But But I'll be rich and hated. And I'll be like, Scrooge McDuck. I'll just be diving in pools of money. <laughs> wow. Well, let us know what your thoughts. Do you think this is a good idea? Is advertising on the moon possibly a good idea? Get in touch and let us know. Please, that's just a horrible idea. Who would you idea. like advertised on the moon? You no, know, this is not a thing, okay? <laughs> Unless it's the podcast... Uh, fine, I'll advertise the three bits for podcast on the moon, but anyone else, not allowed, all right? End of story. There we Martin's go. face. Look, we want to draw people to the company and not drive them away, Alan. <laughs> no, keep looking at your phones and listen to three bits of podcast. Don't look up. Thank you very much for listening to the Tech Corner of the podcast. That's it. And now let's wrap up and head over to the movie corner. What do you get when you cross a joke with a rhetorical question? 
Thank you very much, Ben. Welcome to the movie corner. So the movie I want to talk about this week is Black Panther. And we are very late to this one. Everyone's probably seen this about five times. It's been the top of the box office charts for five weeks now. And probably more by the time you hear this. So I don't want to talk too much about it. But for the one person in the world that hasn't seen this movie yet, Martin... I'm sure there's more than one person in the world. <laughs> no, I've checked. You're the only one. So this story <laughs> focuses on T'Challa, who, after the events of the other Marvel movie, uh, Captain America Civil War, T'Challa becomes the king of the fictional African country of Wakanda after his father dies. Do you remember that? You saw Captain America, didn't you? Yes, I've seen Civil War, yes. Yeah. So this follows on straight after that where... He goes in hiding or something, or he goes to goes back, back to, I don't know where he... So yes, T'Challa goes back to Wakanda due to the discovery of vibranium. is an extremely advanced society, but it hides and isolates itself away from fear of this element falling into the wrong hands. T'Challa, after his father dies, has to struggle with his ascension to the throne and battles between using the technology to help the rest of the world, which he's being encouraged to do by his love interests, Nakia, and keeping it for themselves as his ancestors have done forever. Also, battling with Eric Killmonger, who has the most spectacularly villain name, played extremely well by Michael B. Jordan, who also has a claim to the throne and wants to use the vibranium to take revenge on everyone who has oppressed and suppressed his people. I don't know if it's really my place to talk about the cultural and societal importance of this movie, and it has been very well covered. I'm sure you've heard plenty about the importance of it, but it is a complete celebration of pan-African culture. It's colourful, vibrant, traditional, and proud. And Ben, you saw it with me, and I'm sure you can agree with me, as white British people, we didn't feel excluded at all. It's, it, I felt very welcome to enjoy the celebration. Yeah, it's a film for everyone celebrating that world, that life, that way of living and really showing a window for everyone to be able to um, feel a part of. And importantly, I think it's not just the culture. Women are also very well represented here. The main cast of female characters played by Lupita Nyong'o, Angela Bassett, Latita Wright and Danny Gurria are strong, autonomous characters who have their own conflicting personalities. And what I was impressed by was that it wasn't just, you know, the generic strong female character, but all the extras in the background seem to be represented 50-50 as well. Yeah, 100%. In the fight scenes and in the background. Unfortunately, it is still a Marvel superhero movie. It is a very good Marvel superhero movie, and I think it's moving the franchise in the right direction. And I don't think this is Black Panther's fault, but the Marvel formula is still in effect and still drags the movie down a bit. Any suggestion of tension is undermined by one-liners and comic throwaways. The joke is often more important than the cohesion of the plot. And I think the problem with Marvel, and I know I'm probably the billionth person to start a sentence like that, the problem with Marvel is that it is for everyone. It's sanded down and polished, so there's no friction or, or for you to really hang on to anything. I don't know if you guys agree with me there. 
Are you guys big Marvel fans? I wouldn't say I'm a massive Marvel fan. I'm more of a DC fan myself. But I definitely see that. Like, you look at every Marvel film that's come out probably since probably Iron Man 2, I would, I would say. Actually, you scratch that from the exception of Iron Man because that, that was sort of his character. That was Tony Stark's character to be quite like one-liners now and then, be a bit charming, be a bit... Um, that's all in his character. But, but since that formula, they've sort of rinsed and repeated it. And then, all right, you had the Guardians of the Galaxy. Again, with, with Star-Lord... It, it, you can get that quirkiness, but now you get it in serious moments, like Captain America especially, you just think this doesn't feel right, you know? And I feel like sometimes they do ruin a good Marvel moment by marvelling it up. <laughs> and, yeah, there is the staple hero character in all of these and the staple villain character. Although I will say, here, the villain is played wonderfully by Jordan. Um, I completely understood and sympathized with him and his cause, even more so than T'Challa's, I think. He, he was a lot more defined. Like you say, usually they, they are very inconsequential and, yeah, our hero here came across as a bit more generic, I think, than the villain, which is unusual for Marvel movies. I think actually that's a nice little change, though, because people like a good hero. You know, everyone likes a good uh, Skywalker. You know, everyone loves a real white knight as they used to, you know, like go on horseback sort of thing, but... But everyone remembers a great villain. Everyone remembers you, like your Darth Vader's. Everyone remembers him. When I, when I say like Star Wars, for example, instantly think Vader. Oh, and another thing that this movie vastly improves on from previous Marvel movies is that the fight scenes are great. It's nice to see a change from copy and paste henchmen fighting the heroes in a confusing battle while an American city is destroyed. Here, I completely understand why everyone is fighting, who they're fighting, what they're fighting for. And actually, Variety did a great video where Ryan Coogler, the director, broke down the choreography of the casino fight scene, where he explicitly talks about the importance of character color identification, character motivation, and making sure the audience is always situationally aware during the scene where all the characters are. And that really shows throughout the entire movie and all the fight scenes. Yeah, a lot of care, love and attention has been put into making sure that something just doesn't happen just for the sake of it happening. That there is meaning and depth behind that and that everyone, as you say, has a motive for why they're doing it, why they're invested. Because, you know, with so many tribes in, involved in something like this, they all have different reasonings and different beliefs and different upbringings in, in slightly different ways. So... To have everything come together and just just fight for the same thing in in an exact same way or reacting all in that same way wouldn't really work very well. Wouldn't really represent um, in a fair way. So I think a really good job has been done in giving some care and attention to making it a believable story in in many ways and making the audience actually feel for the situation, even if you disagree with some of the um, other people fighting you might not agree with what they're fighting for but you can definitely understand why they're emotionally invested as characters and yeah i think it's important that you said it's believable because i think uh they go to great lengths to give the characters depth so that we do understand them i i felt like in civil war when they were all fighting and you know they were all fighting for the same thing that it just came across as annoying because you're just making them fight because we want to see them fight. Whereas here, they're all, all fighting for the same thing in effect. But 
you understand why the conflict is there. And finally, I've mentioned the great acting by the Wakanda characters. You know, it's great representation from Pan-African actors from every generation, you know, from Forrest Whitaker down to Michael B. Jordan. But I did just want to mention Martin Freeman, who was also in Civil War. He's, he was, he's great, but oh, his awful American accent will just pull you out of emotion. Oh, yeah, he wins, he wins the award for worst accent in the film. So if I was a Razzie, uh, that, he would get the Razzie for worst accent. Yes. <laughs> it's such a shame because Ryan Coogler put a lot of effort into developing this uh, Wakandan accent, mixing Causa and uh, a lot of West African dialects to create this very textured language so when it's you know compared with a very lazy american accent it's such a shame and also i'd like to mention andy circus who was fantastic i just loved watching him go to town with his character he gave it a hundred percent yeah yeah he gave it everything he always brings the the fun to the to the to the role he always brings an entertainment level that no one else quite managed to deliver you know you may you may think that he's you know being a real piece of work in, in the film but he's doing it and giving you a smile at the same time yes so although i think this movie suffers from a staleness that is out of its control because of a studio formula i definitely think it makes an enormous stride in the right direction and really proves that diversity in cinema is nothing but a great thing so there you have it that was what i thought about the black panther let me know what you thought i'm assuming you all loved it because of how many of you are paying to go see it but let me know what you thought about the cultural importance are you do you want to see more of this type of thing or do you want marvel to go back to how it was let me know at hello at the three pixels.com. Thank you. Back to you, Ben. Thank you, Alan. It is time for the segment of the show that you've all been waiting for. I know I have. It is Versus. If you guys haven't been listening to the Versus series so far, why not go back and listen to them? They are one of the favorite bits for the show for me. Basically, we take it in turns to come up with a topic that we think that the judge is going to really like over the other person. So we take it in terms of one person head-to-head against the other. Winner stays on. I won the last one, so I'm staying on. Versing, who was the judge last time, Alan. You feeling confident? I'm all ready. All right. Well, before I say anything else, I'm going to head over to the judge of this episode. It is Martin. Thank you very much, Ben. Right, I want a nice, clean fight. No hair pulling, no below-the-belt shots, Okay. Understood? Understood, sir. Yes, Raf. Okay. Thank you, sir. So, Ben, as you unfairly won last time, would you like to go first or second for your story? I'd like to go second, please. Okay. So, Alan, you are first up. You're first out the gate. Okay. Hit me with it. All right. So, this is very topical, considering our conversation very recently. Michael B. Jordan buys Teen a new retainer after she bit through it during his shirtless scene in Black Panther. I mean, Michael B. Jordan looked very good in this movie. He was ripped. But his tight pecs were too much for one 18-year-old as she clenched her teeth so hard that she broke her retainer. But not only that, the actor found out about this and he paid her orthodontist to get it fixed. Oh, that's a nice story. That's a nice story. It's a real nice story. Oh, I can see Ben shaking a little now. He's, he's on the ropes after this one already. 
No, that's a nice story, actually. I quite like that. I, I wouldn't mind if someone's physical appearance caused me an injury and they paid for it to be healed. <laughs> how did the news get out? How do we find out about this? Like, how, as in, like, how did... Oh, she, she put it up on Tumblr. And on then on he... Tumblr? Tumblr. Okay. I was going to go to a website different... for teens. Yeah, sorry, I was going to go to something else then. I inst- can I just say, I instantly thought Tinder. And I thought, what? <laughs> <laughs> she matched with him on Tinder and that told been, him. That would have been better. Well, that would have been better. <laughs> but fair enough. That, that was a good story. Ben, that was, um, that, was a, that was a bit of a knockout blow almost. But can you come back? So I was very, very torn on what article to choose for versus I knew it was going to be a tough match. I knew mine was going to be easy on me this time consider i beat him on the last episode and i i really didn't know which topic to choose from so i am just going with the one that hit me first yet again it's another topic i was just scrolling through during the week leading up and i saw this and i favorited it and said okay this is the one that we're going to do so companies often spend a lot of time on designing things maybe realizing afterwards that it might not have been as practical, but they were so set on the design, they've just gone ahead with it anyway. And this is a typical typical move here. And a company we would expect this kind of thing from, that being Apple. So many of you may know of Apple's new headquarters, the Apple Park, 51 billion headquarter of Apple in California. A lot of money spent on it. A lot of the structures made from glass, which has proved problems that they never thought would have been a problem. And that is Apple employees are walking into windows everywhere, crashing into them and causing themselves injury. Yet, as one of the world's most expensive office buildings, it's a true feat of architecture, but it's been posing a threat to employees. 13,000 employees it houses, and they've been getting numerous cases, 911 calls of people walking into the glass door, but not actually fully wanting to admit it at first until further investigation, cause themselves concussions. And yeah, Apple have just been having a lot of problems with this. And they've put themselves in a situation, they can't just knock it down and start again. They spent 51 billion pounds on this place. So I, I just, the irony of that is great. And uh, you know, you, I, I think we've all seen a video of uh, an animal crashing into a window, thinking that they could you know, go pass through. I've seen cats, I've seen it all happen. But uh, yeah, it's, it's happening to people now. So if you're, if you're into claiming for workplace injuries, you see these ads all the time, maybe go work for Apple. Oh, Ben. Oh, I think that was a killer blow there. So I'll give a, a quick critique on your stories and then I'll announce the winner. Alan's a very sweet, very nice, very charming. I, I did enjoy it. It just made me smile and glow inside. And Ben's it just, it's just slapstick comedy, really. And, and what a colossal mistake on Apple's behalf. It's difficult, actually. I, I'm going to be honest, and purely for the heart warmth, I'm going to go with Alan. I'm going to be honest. I actually, I, it just made me smile. And there's thinking about people walking into the door. I just thought, but did Apple buy them retainers and stuff like that? <laughs> no, but also it just, Alan just made me just happy. More happy and more. So Alan, congratulations. Alan. You, you very much. have won this week. Fantastic. So I'll be... <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Wow, Alan, wow. I mean, I deserved it. It was topical and heartwarming. It was. Very nice. N- nothing like being cocky, is there, Alan? No. It's no. so modest as well. <laughs> but no, like I said, Ben, it was also very techy, including Apple. You- you've stuck to your guns, but it didn't work. And also, time. like, you know, I'm caring about the people here. People are getting injured. People are getting hurt. Ah, uh, multiple people got hurt. 
Only one person got hurt in Ireland, and they got a new retainer for it. Exactly. I don't care about all these employees <laughs> that are risk. Why is Apple not just putting like a, a vinyl band around on the glass so that you can see That's, its glass? That was also what I thought. Why don't you just sort it out? <laughs> I reckon they're just doing it for YouTube views. Every glass. Have you seen how big this place is? Well, if they right. can afford all of that, they can afford some vinyl. Is it as big Stickers. as this guy's abs? <laughs> Are Apple actually going to like do that? Everything Apple is like design everything. This is the rest true. we'll worry about later. It's just like, look at the Mac Pro. Like, you know, we really care about this spherical Mac. We really want it to fit like this, this little Mac dustbin. Yeah, we don't is... care if it thermal throttles to hell. We like it and it looks good. And that's uh, it's Apple to a T. But anyway... Alan, congratulations. Apple bit off more than they could chew. Sorry, that was so bad. <laughs> so that means that I will be hosting the next versus, which we won't see next episode because uh, we, some of us take a bit of a hiatus on uh, the main show. So we, there will be content, but we're not doing the full show as normal. So just hold off for a another episode and we'll be back with the following episode stay tuned for that i'll be hosting and alan and marty will be battling out very very excited to see what they bring thank you guys for listening we hope you appreciate this episode if you have don't forget you can check us out in the usual ways get in touch with the conversation at three pixel pod on twitter don't forget you can go to check us out on our brand new website that is the three pixels.com drop us an email hello at the three pixels.com we love to have a conversation with you after all that's what we do best here and we'll see you guys on the next one don't forget to hit that subscribe button thank you to you guys for listening thank you to martin thank you very much thank you to alan thank you and we'll see you on the next one adios you've been listening to the three pixels podcast a production by alan taylor martin gregory and me ben ridley music provided by epidemic sound and exec produced by abrupt audio with that thank you for listening we'll see you next time good night i i realize we've we messed up big time guys what was that we didn't make any apple's windows jokes Oh, oh i see i thought you said i'm the problem <laughs> I was like, oh okay <laughs> Martin's the problem. <laughs> He's been what, kind of joke, what kind of decent joke can you make? Apple causes Windows to crash people <laughs> into... <laughs> Windows cause Apple to crash. Is that what you're... <gasps> uh, Windows causes Apple employees to crash. Yeah, that means Apple's better. That's what you've basically just yeah, said. Yeah, you mean, you mean to say... <laughs> I'm not taking sides He's not very good at this. I'm not taking sides one way or the other. All right. I don't know why people are still listening. So, um, oh, I so. watch the IT no, we are still. We are, I'm sorry. I, I IT say. crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know the episode where I always forget their names. It's like um, one of his friends from school uh, meets him, and he's like, "No, I'm not a window cleaner. I'm not a window cleaner." That's all I can think now. It's like yeah. Mac. No, I work with Windows. <laughs> sorry. And on that, that note, yeah, just switch off now, please. Thank you. Please. Please switch off. <laughs>